You're gonna need a bigger boat. What a day! What a lovely day! I'm having an old friend for dinner. You are a toy! She wouldn't even have a fly. You can't handle the truth! I'll be back. English motherfucker, do you speak it? Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. And welcome once again to a new episode of Cinematic Blind Spots. I'm Adam. And I'm Josh. And we are continuing our theme of love stories throughout the month of February. Last week, I, I found it so ironic that, you know, the first movie of the, of the month we did was a horribly unrealistic romance movie. Followed by a raunchy R-rated comedy that I found to be far more realistic in just about every way. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> I just I just thought that was a weird yeah. uh, juxtaposition there. Well, we're continuing our uh, our comedy romantic comedy kick here. Not really a raunchy romantic comedy, no, but no, it was still R-rated. R-rated, yes. We are talking about The Big Sick from 2017. Yeah, what did you think of this title? Well, I gotta say, well, the title, as far as that goes, I thought it was referring to someone being lovesick. Oh. Like you get in high school when you fall for someone, you feel lovesick. Oh, man. And I had not seen the trailer. I do remember this coming out. Uh Uh-huh. But I didn't actually watch the trailer or anything. Okay. So... When it, well, I guess if anybody's seen the trailer, it shows that, but it doesn't happen for like 40 minutes, so I didn't know it was coming. Okay. But Adam, I gotta say, after a walk in the clouds, (laughs) and before that, Jaws the Revenge, I was like, okay, Adam is in a bit of a slump here. What what am I getting (laughs) with the big sick? But I, I gotta say... Well, job well done. Good. Well done. Good. I have redeemed myself. This this was a good one. I have restored my movie cred. Yeah, this has a, <laughs> it has a lot of heart, and that's always good to have when a movie has heart. It really when does. It, shows. it really does. That's one of the things I love the most about this movie. It's based on, you know, it was written by and based on the real life story of how Kumail Nanjiani met his wife. Right. And that's what I find so fascinating about this movie. Um, it's just because it's such an insane story. It is. And now, I, did it all happen before they got together, or did that happen during the relationship? See, that's what I'm not sure of. I'm not sure of it either. I'd love to, you know, I'd love to see if I can find like a, a true, a true, true story version of what happened here. Um, but yeah, this was a great, great movie. Like, uh, you know, my, my, my best friend uh, Jonathan, he actually recommended this to me one time and I was like a love story really I mean I knew Kumail Nanjiani by this time I knew him from Silicon Valley okay um, that was the thing I knew him for the most and actually going back and watching it again the first thing I think I ever saw him in was an old college humor video called Batman Finds His Voice which I have seen but I still I'd have to go back and watch it again because okay. I don't actually remember it well enough to recognize him yeah well he played the falafel salesman on the <laughs> on the street there um, so yeah, this was, uh, starring Kumail Nanjiani as himself, uh, Zoe Kazan as Emily, Holly Hunter as Beth and Ray Romano as Terry. I gotta say, I love Holly Hunter in this movie. She, she is, great. is awesome. I, mean, yes. I, love, I love all the characters. I, there's, there's not like a single character that you really hate 
I mean, some of them are dumber than others, but right, like uh, like his roommate Chris, yes. he could Chris, creep. Okay, he's yes. an idiot. Um, yeah, I can honestly say, had this movie come out probably ten years before it did, mm-hmm. before I had kids. Me and the wife would have went to see this. Mm-hmm. Once we have kids, we're very picky about what we go see together because right. it doesn't happen very often. Mm-hmm. So this one didn't make the cut. Oh, okay. But I probably should go back and show this to her because I know she'll enjoy she this. She probably would. I mean, this this is really kind of a romantic comedy for everyone. It's not like for you know one that's aimed mostly at women or one that's aimed mostly at men it's kind of a great middle of the road yes. romantic comedy you know it's not love actually and it's not knocked up you know right it's, it's, right it's, yes. it's 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 got something for everybody i will say that the only thing i can take away from this movie and it's something we we should have talked about on knocked up as well mm-hmm. and i i could use this movie not as much knocked up i think we both said we could use about 20 minutes cut off that movie right i could if if this movie's about 10 minutes shorter mm-hmm. just that because it doesn't need to hit the two hour mark yeah, it for do, me it really does hit the two hour mark. yeah, it, yeah. If, if, if it had been an hour and 40 minutes right or it would have been perfect mm-hmm. yes other than that no this movie's good yeah um this is this movie is directed by michael showalter which as you mentioned is the same guy who brought us wet hot american summer what else has he done he didn't direct wet hot american summer it was uh david wayne who's Uh in it but he played coop and i think he did help write it and come up with the story i think they worked together a lot all right but yes Um, and like we said earlier written by kumail nanjiani and emily v gordon this movie is produced by judd apatow so the second judd apatow affiliated movie in in a row this movie has a Rotten Tomato critic score of 98% and an audience score of 88%. So pretty much well-liked. Yeah, and I couldn't overall. believe it either. Like, I remember going to see this in the theaters and going, holy shit, this is an Amazon movie? Because, yeah, it's, like, it's made by Amazon. Well, it, it, it it's bought by Amazon. Bought by Amazon. It was, uh, I, I guess, guess Sundance or something. Amazon. Yeah, because yeah. it was, uh, at the time, it was the most, like... That a studio had paid for a movie out of Sundance or something like that. Really? Yes. All right. Wow. Didn't know that. Yeah. Um, but hey, I would say it was a pretty good success Outward because thing? on a budget of five million dollars, it made worldwide fifty-six million four hundred thousand eleven thousand five eighty-five. This this movie was a success. Absolutely. <laughs> I would say. Let's see. That's uh, that's eleven times your budget. That's pretty damn good. So. Yeah, I I remembered seeing a trailer for it, but I didn't really remember no like a lot of what it was about. I just remember the part in the trailer where he says your Uber driver will be ready as soon as he gets his pants on, and that part just I was like, okay, I need to see this movie now. <laughs> now, <laughs> for those you, of you who don't know, I do drive for Uber occasionally. I was gonna ask, did you were you driving for Uber when this came yeah, out? Yeah, because okay. the, whenever he turns his phone around and shows you the app, I'm like, holy shit, that's exactly yeah. At the time, that was exactly what the Uber driver app looked oh, like. So you're like, yep, that like, is the app. That, that I is know. accurate. That is. Yes, there were that time and one other time that I, yeah, I definitely thought of you in this movie. <laughs> so. <laughs> So this film opens, has a great opening, I love it. Um, It starts with Kumail talking about growing up in Pakistan. And he says it's not that different from growing up in the States. There's arranged marriages, and they, besides besides that, they get episodes of Knight Rider a little bit late. And he says, and by a little bit late, I mean we just got episode two. (laughs) And he also brings up, we have cricket, which is like a spicier version of baseball. (laughs) Awesome. I still don't understand cricket. Um, No, I don't. I've never really taken the time to understand it either. So, and plus, I know you had to love this because you love stand-up comedy. Oh yes, I do. 
the fact that this has a lot to do around stand-up, I, I knew you would love it. Yeah, and I mean, I really hope someday I get to see Kumail Nanjiani live someday. Because actually, in 2017, when I went to see Patton Oswalt in, in uh, Nashville, yes. I was looking at the flyer for the comedy festival they were having there and Kumail Nanjiani was coming on later like later on in the week so I couldn't stay and see him unfortunately. Okay, so he still does the stand-up stuff mm-hmm. okay. yeah he still and, and, and he, at least he was in 2017 and I don't True. know if you remember or not but when we went down to Dragon Con in 2018 I won a free Funko Pop and found a Funko Pop of his character from from, from Silicon Valley Oh, that's who that was. That's who that was. I, know, I remember the free Funko Pop. Yeah, yes. his, his, that was his character Dinesh. So <laughs> I hope I hope I ever get to meet him and get him to sign that. That would be awesome. That would be amazing. Um, so yeah, he's an Uber driver slash stand-up comedian in Chicago, and you get to see all the you know the goings on behind the comedy club. And, you know, everybody's nervous about, about going out there. He's nervous. I mean, and, and his buddy Chris, his roommate Chris is with him. And he's like, there are no bad audiences. And Camille's like, you complain about the audiences all the time. What are you talking about? <laughs> and, um, but they, they find out there's some big wig from the Montreal Comedy Festival in the audience. And he is looking for new talent. So, yeah, I think I'd be kind of nervous, too. So Kumail goes up and starts talking about a new drug called cheese. It's Tylenol PM and heroin. Like I've never heard of that. Is that a real thing? I hope I hope it's not a real thing. He's like, he's like, if you've got heroin, just do the heroin. What do you need the Tylenol PM for? Yeah, really. He's just like, really, it's just heroin. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and he asks if anyone is from Pakistan. And this white girl, this white girl in the audience goes, woohoo! And hollers at him. And he's like, oh, really? But later, you know, it's later, and he's, he sees her at the bar. And he kind of goes up, and he's like, so, yeah, that was, that was heckling. You know, that's not, a, that's not nice to heckle comedians. And she's like, oh, even if I'm saying something positive, like, <laughs> yeah, e- even if I yell out something like, oh, my God, you're amazing in bed, that's, that's still heckling? And he's like, yes, that's that would be heckling. And it's also 100% true. <laughs> And uh, at this point, her friend is like, oh, my God, okay, I'm gone, bye. But Emily, we find out this is Emily. Yes. And he writes out her name in Urdu. He actually can write in Urdu. That's really cool. Uh, of course, of course, he grew up in Pakistan. Of course he would. Um, and she's like, wow, has that move ever worked? <laughs> she, he's like, it has been sometimes effective. Uh, we learn more about her. She's going to school to be a therapist. And later we see them walking into his apartment and he's like, yeah, my roommate Chris is sitting on the couch and he'll probably try to start a conversation. Just ignore him. (laughs) So they just kind of like really quickly step through and sure enough, Chris is there and he's like, hey, how's it going? (laughs) And then (laughs) I love this because they both walk into Kumail's room and just close the door and Chris is just like, good for him. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that'd be my luck. And then... (laughs) I laugh so hard at this every time he gets his phone out and he's he's trying to get his he's trying to get Siri to send a text message and he keeps messing it up and Siri's like I can't understand what you're saying. <laughs> just so so such a poor guy. I feel so sorry for him, but he's such an idiot. <clears throat> so um, yeah, I like this part in the bedroom because. They're watching Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, start off watching Night of the Living Dead. For some reason, he really likes to show people old horror movies. And it always leads to making out. Yeah, not long before they are making out. Which which leads me to a memory of a movie called Teristas. Teristas? Yeah, it was a movie. I mean, 
I don't know, teenagers going on vacation. I can't tell you the plot of the movie because I went to the theater to see it and I ended up in the same situation. The movie comes out on DVD, I buy it. Still never have gotten through that movie. <laughs> I still don't know what happens in that movie. Is that movie like some kind of it's a digital aphrodisiac or something? <laughs> it was for us. <laughs> Horror movies make every me horny, time. I guess. Yeah, every time on that one, for some reason, just never can get through it. Couldn't tell you what it's about. Right. So he starts like, I mean, there. This is this is just. It's really it's really fun watching these two characters get to know each other because they feel really organic. They feel yes, very genuine. I um, wonder why Emily decided not to do it. I don't know. I mean, maybe she like she wrote it with him, but but maybe she doesn't have the acting. And that could chops. be. I don't know. That could be. Uh, maybe she didn't want to. I, I've often wondered that too. Um, <laughs> he shows her a picture of him in high school and says that his hairstyle was inspired by Hugh Grant, <laughs> and that she was a goth in high school, and the kids called her Beetlejuice. <laughs> And, of course, after that, she's getting awkward and, like, you know what, I, I want to leave. Yeah, so she starts to leave, and and he's like, whoa, whoa we, we haven't had sex again. And she's like, no, I only have sex once on the first date. <laughs> she calls an Uber, and his phone goes off. I love this part so much. Because, yeah, this is where you get the, you know, his phone makes the noise, and she's like, are you fucking kidding me? And, she, and he's like, your driver will be ready as soon as he gets his pants on. I love that line. And, and that just, I was like, yep. I could see Adam doing that. <laughs> this would be Adam. They need an Uber ride. Well, he's right there. <laughs> oh, and and then uh, and she's like, "Were you available for Uber while we were fucking?" And he's like, "Yes, but I only checked it like two, three times." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so now they're driving along, and he's he's doing the real Uber thing. She's in the back seat. He's in the front, and he's she's, he wants to see her again, but she says she's not interested in dating. And he's like, "Okay, we've established that we're never going to see each other." Yes. Now, later, we are with Kumail at his family home. And this is one of the more interesting dynamics of the film. Because, like, I, I didn't know much about Pakistani culture. I didn't know that they still did arranged marriages over right. there. Um, but, yeah, apparently that's still common in a lot of places. But his parents want him to be a lawyer. They're talking about him taking the LSAT. They're a very traditional family. Mom, and, and he's talking about doing stand-up. And his mom's like, since when are you someone to stand up? <laughs> And, and she's like, you know who should do stand up? Malala. She, no, she says, you know who should stand up? Malala. You know who they're talking about? No. When they, oh, Malala was um, crap. I cannot remember where she was from, but she was. She's a, she's a young female activist in the um, Muslim world. Oh, okay. Because like she was, she was talking. She was speaking out for like, you know, women's education and stuff like that. And someone shot her in the face, but she lived. Oh, wow. Um, okay. <laughs> If you remember in the first season of Big Mouth when they were at Jesse's Bat Mitzvah, there were all these, every table had like a different female okay, figure. Yeah, on, yeah. And one of them was Malala. And, oh, and, okay. and Lola was like, who's Malala? <laughs> and it's like some girl who got shot in the face and now she's really famous or something. And Lola goes, lucky Malala. <laughs> so lucky. <laughs> yes, yes. So lucky to have survived getting shot in the face. But yeah, Kumail's like, oh yeah, I hear Malala kills on open mics. Yes. <laughs> he, I, I want to know how much of this he wrote and how much of it was just improv. Because, I mean, he's a comedian. He could have just ad-libbed just about everything. And he probably did, because I think Judd Apatow movies, I know he, he produced it, so I think he had a lot in that, and I think that tends to happen. Uh-huh. I just, I just realized, you know, we, the last Judd Apatow movie we talked about had Martin, who was also in Silicon Valley, and in Silicon Valley, his character and Kumail Nanjani's character are just always going at each other. Oh, just, okay. that, that, That's another funny parallel I just thought of. 
I have another parallel back from Knocked Up, but it comes later. Okay. It's not okay. quite as obvious. Okay. Though. Now the doorbell rings, and Mom's like, oh, I wonder who that could be. And he's, did you get his line here? Did you? The, the, I know he says something about, oh, I'm sure it's someone who just dropped in. Yeah, he says, I'm guessing it's a young single Pakistani girl who just happened to be driving past our house when our house is in a cul-de-sac. <laughs> and mom, it, and you know, they, oh, hey, this is, you remember so-and-so? And like, like this is so, this is so hard for me as a Westerner to, to wrap my head around is like, this girl actually brings like a headshot. Right. And I like, some of her information, like I, I, and and, and she says this is this is funny because she's like I brought this for your X Files, and she's like I know you like that show the X Files, and then she just goes the truth is out there, <laughs> yes, like, really loud, kind of kind of freaks everybody out. But apparently, mom is not very good at the whole matchmaking thing. Well, I mean, <laughs> I know he grew up with Pakistani culture, mm-hmm. but he's grown up mostly in the U.S. Yeah, so he's been around. Mm-hmm. You know, how we do things. Yeah. So he is not with this. Like, even before the girl drops in, you know, they tell him that he has to go down and do his praying because uh-huh. otherwise we don't get ice cream. Right, I right. I and, of that. course, he just goes down lays down the mat, but he doesn't do it. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he, like, sets a timer, but then he's, like, playing games on his yes. phone or something. Yeah. Um, but now he's back with Emily. She like after another Uber ride. They need another Uber ride. And and, and he's like, are you ever going to let me sit up front? He's like, no, no, we're doing the professional thing here. Now they're watching some old Vincent Price horror movie. Did you know what this movie was? I've never seen it, but it's the abominable Dr. Fibes. Okay. I think, I mean, I, when I was in high school, we, we did, um, we, we talked about uh, Edgar Allan Poe movies. And I think we did, we watched uh, the fall of the house of Usher, which also had Vincent Price in it. So I wasn't sure. Okay. But again, doesn't take long before they're making out. Now they're walking back to the apartment. And by the way, she called him tonight. He mentioned that. He's like, he's like, she's, she's like, he says something about, you dialed my number whenever they're first riding, first driving together. Right. But now she's like, we can't keep doing this. Don't call me again. Right. I'm like, but you called him. Now before the door even closes, he's calling her and she's like, they're like looking at each other through the glass and like, I, I told you not to call me anymore. What are you doing? And he's like, it's really cold out here. <laughs> of course, she lets him in. Yeah, he goes upstairs. Yeah, and we get a montage now of them hanging out while Kumail's mother keeps bringing in potential wives. wives. And although I wonder who that could be. And uh, <laughs> now they're... Uh, this this was great. They're back at the comedy club. Emily's with them, and his fellow comedian friends are telling Emily about his one man show. Now, is this real? I don't know. I would love to know. I was saying, <laughs> he has a one man show all about life in Pakistan. Not even like his life in Pakistan, but like the history of Pakistan, like when it was founded and what their chief exports are and how that, they have. That the... is why I want to know. Like, I know you have the Blu-ray, uh-huh. and I was curious if there were any special features on it that talked about oh, it or I not. Haven't even looked at those because I, lo- I watched it on the voodoo but it doesn't have any features because i was wanting to know i was like is this real oh man because that is the kind of thing apatow likes to do is take things that and obviously this is based on his life so uh-huh. to me i think it might be real there's a very good chance of it uh and, and everyone is like in the, like his, his 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 uh his comedian friends are like in the audience like oh my god kill me just i don't want i don't want to see and him. i'm like his parents especially his mom does not like the fact that he does stand up have they ever seen this one man show because he's obviously very appreciative of his culture with uh-huh. this one man i mean yes he makes it funny but he's giving a lot of facts yeah he is like everything down to like how to play cricket 
Yes. And so, yeah, I don't, I don't know if his parents knew about this or not. I mean, now, <laughs> oh, and I love this part because he's talking about like a traditional, he's serving some traditional meal. I think it was like a holiday meal. And he's like, and now my assistant, Chris, will serve it to you. And, and Chris is, is dressed up as this servant character and he's handing out food and he hands out food to one of the comedian friends and his friend says, you look like a children's toy from Malaysia. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I'd love to know who some of these other comedians are like if they were really there with Kumail, because like the guy I can't even remember their names. I didn't even write them down. I didn't either. But um, the guy I didn't recognize, but the girl, the heavyset girl, I've yes. seen her in at least trailers for other things. Okay, I I think I saw her. I think she was in the in that um, uh, what's her face? Um, shit, her name just flew my mind. Uh, Female comedian, blonde Amy hair. Schumer. Amy Schumer. Yes, she was in that. I think she was in that Amy Schumer movie. I feel pretty because I'm pretty sure I saw her in the trailers. Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't. You know me. I don't. I stay away from trailers. Well, well, I mean, when I'm in the movie theater, I can't really help it. Um. So Emily was like, "Yeah, that show was really informative, but I would have really liked to have learned more about you, about your life." Now, this next scene. Oh, yeah. This it. is one of... This may be my favorite part of the movie because <laughs> it's just so random. In the middle of the night, they're in Kumail's room in bed. She gets up. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. It's 3 o'clock in the morning, yes. yes. And she gets up and she walks out into the into the living room, into the bathroom. But then a minute later, she walks back in and she's like... She's like putting on her pants and like getting dressed. And he's like, what are you doing? Yeah, like, she's doing this, and I'm actually, I didn't even pay attention that she actually walked in the bathroom first, you're mm-hmm. right. And I'm like, oh my god, did this one-man show, like, turn her off completely? Like, she's just, <laughs> she's, she's like ghosting him in the middle of the night. Your, your one-man show is so bad, I can't be with you anymore. <laughs> she's like, I just want to go get some coffee. That's what yeah, she like, said. Yeah, like, is that little diner down the down the corner, is that 24 hours? I just I just really want some coffee, like, just really want some burnt coffee. And he's like, okay, well, I'm not letting you, I'm not letting you walk down there by yourself. Yeah, and plus he's like, I can make you coffee. Yeah, and she just starts freaking out. She's like, I just gotta get out of here. I just, and he's like, what is it? Slow down, what is wrong? And she just goes, I have to take a shit. I really have to take, like, a big dookie and you don't have any matches or any air freshener and the walls are so thin. Who does that? I'm that just, is where you gotta have air freshener. Yeah, I that I, I just laughed so hard yes, the first time I saw it. I did this. too. I had I had to pause it for a second so I can laugh at that because <laughs> that's one of those like I want to know if that really happened. That probably I, really I think happened. It did. That seems very real. That's a very very real detail to put in. Yeah, so. yeah, um, and. Now we, uh, this next scene I like a lot because he's at his bat, he's at a batting cage with his brother, right, his yeah. brother Navid. Yeah. Uh, Navid is already married. His mom found him a good match. I don't know if they were matched before they came to the States or not, but, um, but. That I'm not sure of. I, they don't, I don't think they ever mentioned that in the movie. But, uh, his brother is in full, like, baseball batting garb, you know, not just in, you know, he's got on, got on a baseball uniform and everything. And he's like, yeah, let me show you how it's done. And then just, like, starts whiffing at all these, like, doesn't hit anything. And, <laughs> and Kumail says, you're like a Pakistani Sammy Sosa. <laughs> I've always loved that line. And now, you know, they're, they're talking later. They're, like, eating lunch or something. And, and his brother, they, they keep telling him he should grow a, a beard. beard. He's yep. like, you should grow a beard. And he's like, yeah, but it gets really itchy. And he says, you should be a, he said, try being a man and conditioning like I do. <laughs> 
So now this is where Kumail reveals that he is dating a white girl. He's like, I got something to tell you. And uh-huh. then he tells her about the white girl. And he's like, oh, man, I thought you were going to tell me you did a hit and run, but <laughs> dating a white girl? Yes, I got this. You were involved in a hit, or run, hit and run and got caught forging checks, but a white girl. Yeah. yeah. So, um, he says, eventually you have to marry a Pakistani girl. I love this. He's like, otherwise, mom will ghost you. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like, what? He's like, what is the thing that the guys do when they stop texting girls and ghost? He's like, yes, mom will ghost your ass. He's a like, mom will fucking ghost you. It's a hilarious thing about mom ghosting her son. Yeah. Um, now we've got this is this next scene is pretty interesting because we have we have Kumail and Emily at a wine tasting. And she is t- she is using all this wine lingo, like, oh, I'm getting fruit forward. And, like, and you know me, I'm like you, I don't get wine. And it's like, when I taste wine, it's like, I'm, I'm like Kumail, because in this scene, he tries it, and he's like, I had, I'm tasting, like, expired grape juice. <laughs> that's, to me, that's exactly what wine tastes like. But well, based on wine in the class, I'm, I'm tasting feet, and I don't like it, okay? <laughs> I just, I can't. I can't do it. I'd love to know how they how they do it in you know modern times. Oh, uh, I hope it's different. <laughs> yeah, but um, this is where we find out that uh, he, he's like, "How do you know so much about wine?" And she's like, "Well, I was unhappy during my first marriage, and I drank a lot. And the way to a good way to camouflage drinking a lot is knowing a lot about wine." And he's like, "I'm sorry, what did you just say? You're, you 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 were married?" And she's like. Yeah, yeah, I was married. Yeah. She got married in college because everyone else was doing it. Yeah, that's, that's the reason, reason to, get to get married. Yeah. Um, so next scene, I have the grocery store. So oh, okay, yeah, that, that is the next scene. They're yeah. in the grocery store shopping, and he's she's like, "Well, my parents are going to be in town soon. They'd like to meet you. They've been hearing all about you. What do your parents think about me?" And he's like, yeah. "Uh, <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> yeah." She doesn't know anything about his parents. No. And this is one thing that really drives me crazy about his character in this movie. I hope he's not really like that in real life, but he just lies all the time in this movie. Like, yeah. it, just to avoid an awkward conversation, he will flat out lie to someone. I think I read that uh, his parents weren't really as bad as he made them in the movie. Uh-huh. Like, it wasn't as big of a deal as it was made out to be. Right. So I don't think he did. Okay. I hope not. I would hope not, too. Um <laughs> But yeah, he's like, yeah, sure, my parents are really excited to meet you, or something like that. You know, they know all about you. And then suddenly her ankle is hurting her, like she twisted her ankle or something, and he's like, no, no, I'm cool, I'm cool, we're good. But And that that is such a weird thing, that that's what comes into play later. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, really? Yeah. This this was again. This was one of those like this. This is so crazy. Is this really a true story? Like the, the way the way it all all pans out in the end. Um, but later they're at his, at his, uh, um, his apartment. Apartment, yeah. yeah, and she finds the cigar box where he is keeping all of these photos of all of these potential wives. Like, why? Why would you keep them like that in a place where people could find them? I mean, he's not even like really interested in any of these girls. Why is he keeping these photos? Yeah. And she she has this line. She's like, "Are you judging Pakistan's next top model or something?" And this is where we he reveals that my mom doesn't know anything about you. These are women. These are potential wives that my that my mom has tried to set me up with. 
And she's like, well, wow, you've lied to me and your parents, and those are just the people you like. Who who else have you been lying to? Yeah, and he also tells her the story about his cousin being kicked out of the family for marrying an Irish woman. Right. Yeah, I think earlier <clears throat> the, uh, the the dad, his dad was talking about, you know, oh, I hacked into their, their Facebook, their Facebook and, Tumblr and Tumblr account. accounts. And he says, yes, they have a baby, and they named him Davi. And, he, and Camille's like, I think it's Dave. And he's Dad. also like, and they're married. Yeah, and they're, <laughs> they're, married. they're married. Yeah, he's like that woman. He's like that woman that he's been living with. He's like they're married. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not just some random woman he had a child with. It's not knocked up situation here. Yeah, uh, and 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 Emily really starts to lose it at this point, and I can kind of understand. I mean, if, that would be really freaky to find out. And sh- I think she said at one point that she's been seeing red red flags for five months. Yeah, so they've been together for at least five months at this point. Did she say five months? I think she said oh, five wow. months. I think okay. she, everyone, it's like, as she's, as she's trying to leave, she's like, oh my God, five months of red flags and I was just ignoring them. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. But he, but she, but she's like, you want to know what's in my cigar box? Stickers and stamps. I, just, I love that line. <laughs> the, the, this, this actress, she does such a good job. She is adorable in this movie. Uh, I haven't think, I can't think of anything else I've seen either. her in though. I haven't either. She's just awesome. Um, and he try, and he's trying to 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 explain things to her, but he says in a very bad way. He says, "I'm fighting a 1400 year old cult culture, and you were ugly in high school." <laughs> like, oh, that was not the right thing to say at that moment. No, but he's but he tells her he's like, "I can't lose my family," and she's like, "Can you imagine a world where we end up together?" And he's just like, "No, he right, just, no." So again. At parents' house, this and it, this, I thought this was so funny because this one, the, the, the next, the, the newest potential wife is going on about not being able to eat bread. She's just so freaking boring. She's like, no white bread, no no wheat <laughs> bread, no tacos, no nothing. It's like can't have any kind of bread apparently. So um, they go back to the comedy club. Yeah, back to the comedy they're, club. They're making fun of this comedian because he's got the saying. People say Sam. Yeah, yeah. It's like he's been doing the same material since 2003 or something yeah. like that. But, I mean, if you watch a lot of comedians, they do have their sayings. Yes. yes I mean, they do. They do. Yes. Like I worked I, with the guy one time. He kept saying if he ever became a comedian, he never did anything with it. His 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 tagline was going to be, that shit ain't funny. It's my life. Because he would tell a story, and that's what he would say. Well, and I was like, you know, that would catch on if you would, ever did it. Well, that's like Gabriel Iglesias, and I'm not fat, I'm fluffy. Right. Or, or um, I don't think I can't think of Jim Gaffigan having one, but uh, uh, John Panette used to go, oh nay nay. I said, oh nay nay. Oh nay nay. Okay. Oh, he was so funny. Um, I'm trying to think if Patton Oswalt has any. I don't think he does. Uh, okay. Or Louis C.K. Anyways, so we're getting off subject, but yeah. Um, his comedian friend you know, is just telling him that he should pursue his career. You know, just take this as a chance to just focus on on being a comedian. Right, because this isn't Chris talking to him. No, this, this is, is the one Chris. that's already been accepted to the Montreal semifinals. Right, okay. right. They found out about that. And I think he's, I think at this point he's made it to the semifinals too, didn't he? Has he made it? I, th- I think he gets it off this next okay, one coming yeah, up. Okay, it must be off this next Off one. your joke. Yeah. Okay. It's a joke about you. Yeah. <laughs> but before that, before that, he's got to meet one more woman. Right, and, and he puts her photo in the cigar box too. But he, she, um, I oh, love that she, she does the magic she, trick. She, right, this is the one who does the magic trick. <laughs> yes, she, she's like, does anyone have a dollar bill? And and um, the dad brings out a twenty. A twenty. She's like, oh, big spender. <laughs> like, and she's like, don't you think Andrew Jackson would look cooler with a pair of shades? <laughs> and 
she draws a pair of shades with him, him with a draw of a pair of shades like up over his eyes and then she folds up the bill and quote unquote sprinkles the magic dust on it and then opens it again and the glasses are now down over his eyes i'm like i really want to know how she did that yeah that, maybe that, that's that's a good magic trick i don't know if somehow she she folds it a certain way and because the ink's still fresh it smears it's, over maybe him. that's that that was about the only thing i could think of right but yeah, um, now we get back to Kamel doing comedy. Yes, and this this one's great. He's talking about dying in a horror movie. He's like, I'd be the first one to die in a horror movie, and I would die looking for the cat. I'd go off to find the cat. Yeah. Everybody's wondering, where are the monsters at? And I'm like, why did the cat leave the station? Where <laughs> is like, the cat? He's like, I don't, he's like, I'm the one who doesn't even know there's a monster because I died too early in the movie. Yeah. So yes, that would be me. Yeah, so that I, would be me dying in a horror movie. And I have it right here. This is where he makes the, the semifinal or the finals for oh, Montreal. So okay, it was this okay. story. Okay. Because okay. I did write it down. Because he's, he's talking to another girl, but he's trying to pull the same your name in Urdu trick. Yes. Um, but he does sleep with her. Cause yeah, because he, he wakes does, up. Yeah, he gets the call in the middle of the night. From Emily's friend and says Emily is in the hospital with a really bad flu. And like she can't stay with her, so can you go stay with her? I guess none of them. They have finals. Yeah, they have finals. That's what it was. Emily's friends didn't even know about their breakup yet. Or maybe they didn't. Because like why else would this woman call Kumail if she knew they'd been broken up? Maybe because he... I, I don't know. You might be right. Or it could just be they knew that Kumail... Even though he lies a lot, he's still a good dude overall. They knew he cared about her. Maybe, maybe. Um, so yeah, he's he finds her in the ER and she's just not even happy to see him. She's like, "What the hell are you doing here?" And boy, what a shady hospital this is. Yeah, this is a shady hospital. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, the doctor comes out and is like, "Look, we need to put her in a medically induced coma. Are you her husband?" Yeah, but, but well, he was he was he was urgent because I mean, it's like this is this is a massive infection True. in her lungs apparently, and he's like, we need to intubate her. So only and it's like for the last time, are you her husband? And he's like, yes. So he just signs his name. So yeah, they have to intubate her. She is now in a coma, and he calls her family. He has to use her finger to unlock her phone now. On the old iPhones, yeah, all you needed was a thumbprint. But like on mine that unlocks with your face, it won't unlock if it doesn't see that I'm looking at it. So you couldn't even do that with my new oh phone. Oh my, could you imagine that? That he, he's standing by me like... Are you, are you <laughs> he's like, hold, like pulling her eyelids open or something. God, that'd be so funny. I'd be laughing my ass off. I'd be laughing and he'd be like, this is such a terrible like, thing to so laugh. This is so terrible. I feel... So, and, he, and he even says it. He's like, he's like putting her thumb over the fingerprint scanner. He's just like, sorry... <laughs> And then he calls his mom, or calls her mom, and he's like, Hi, yes, this is Kumail, you know, Emily's friend. And she'll, oh, yeah, she's fine, she's fine. She's just in a medically induced coma. And, and she's like, yes, I did say coma. <laughs> and he does the nice thing and stay with her till they arrive. Mm-hmm. So I was like, the next morning, like, they must have... They must have gotten on the plane like as soon as possible because they came from North Carolina. Right. That's what. That's another thing. Is like Holly Hunter. She's just an awesome Southern lady in this <laughs> in this movie. Um, and they put the poor family. They're like, don't take anything by this. Doesn't mean anything. It's the only room we have. It's the bereavement room. Yeah, yeah. And, they, and it's not where I'd want to be sitting while my daughter's in a medically induced coma. Well, her 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 room was not the bereavement room, but they were meeting with the. No, doctors. I meant where oh, where they yeah, where they, they're meeting yeah, to talk. They had to meet with her. Five doctors. Five doctors. And, you know, this whole scene is just so painful because doctors aren't even trying to dumb down any of the terms. They're like, 
you know, this is, you know, we feel like she has blah, 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 blah. Like, can't even spell this but, shit and, and, their, and their parents would be like, that's what my wife would do. How do you spell it? She would be looking everything up, mm-hmm. which is the worst thing you could do. Right. Because if you start looking up your own systems, you're like, oh my God, I died yesterday. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's yeah. like that. Like a, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and the dad, Terry, he even makes mention of that. He's like, everything is cancer. Like, oh, I stubbed my toe. You have cancer. Oh, I've got the hiccups. You have cancer. They ruin hiccups or something like that. Um, but yeah, they know that they were together. And they, and they know, know that they broke, broke up. up. Yeah. Because especially, it's mainly Beth. Mm-hmm. She wants Kumail gone. Right. She's like, why are you here? And and they're in the waiting room and he's like, and Kumail's just trying to be nice. Try, and he's like, she's in the good kind of coma. She's like, you know, there are good comas and bad comas. <laughs> just like good carbs or bad carbs or good gremlins and bad gremlins. <laughs> and the dad's just like, you can go now. Yeah. You can go. Um, and now he's like in the back room at the comedy club and he's kind of going, like, is it bad that I'm not there? And people are like, what, where are you not? And someone's just like, yeah, he put his girlfriend in the coma. I think it was the girl that decided that. Oh, no, yeah. I think it was the guy. Cause it, then she explained that it was a medically induced uh-huh, coma. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cause the one guy's like, yeah, he put her in a coma. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think it was, might've been Chris. It probably the, was. He Chris. was like, but he was like, she might wake up with a new skill. My cousin woke up from a coma and he thought he could speak a new language, but it was just gibberish. He's like, yeah, it turned out it was just brain damage. <laughs> like, you're not helping. Yeah, that... just stop trying to make me feel better. Yeah, that story went the wrong way to tell. It if really it, did. It needed to have a better ending than that uh-huh. if you're going to use that. Yeah, so I mean, he keeps going back to the hospital and his mom and, you know, Beth and Terry are still there. And Beth, is, yeah, this is where she's like, you guys broke up. So why are you here? So like, they they like they don't like she makes it very clear like she puts something in the empty seat beside her so he can't sit down so he goes and sits on the other side of the waiting room. But then uh, when they go to eat, the dad waves him. The over. dad yeah like because they're both in the cafeteria Terry. and he's like sitting way Camille's like way over there. So the dad is just like okay come on over here and I Ray Romano's great in this movie. Everybody's great in this movie. And that's what I would bring up Ray Romano and knocked up when Pete and uh. Ben are talking, uh-huh. and he sits there and goes, "Yeah, marriage is like a f- episode of oh, everybody, everybody loves, loves Raymond, Raymond. Right. but it's not funny." Oh yeah, and I then I'm like, now. and now Jed Jed Apsel brings Ray Romano into the family. <laughs> but this this lunch scene, oh my god, I I did not know this was coming. You did, ha- holy crap! They're sitting there, they're just talking about like sandwiches or whatever. Yeah, like what kind <laughs> of sandwiches they like? He's like, he said, "How's your sandwich?" And Beth's like, "Best fucking sandwich I've ever had." She's just <laughs> like <laughs> talking to her like gritted teeth. She's best fucking sandwich I've ever had. And dad's going on about tuna fish. Yeah, tuna fish. It's you know it's kind of a hit or miss. Like we're right here by a lake, so it could be fresh, it could be bad. It's like I feel like I rolled a seven or something like that. He's like, and then he just goes, so nine eleven. It's like. Oh my god, he's like, what, I want to talk about it. Like, you've never talked to anyone about 9-11? He's like, no, I, I wanted to talk to someone, you know, from, 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 he's, he's trying not to be racist. He's trying not yes. to say, I wanted to talk to a Muslim about her. I wanted to talk to someone from the Middle East about and it. And then Kumail, oh which may not god. be the best time to make a joke, but it is a great one. Oh, yes. He's like, yeah, we lost 19 of our best guys. He's like, yes, it was a terrible tragedy. We lost 19 of our best guys. And, and, and Terry and Beth are both like, what? <laughs> and he's probably like, it was a that joke. Was a joke. Like, was a joke. <laughs> I mean, this guy's not that old. At 9 11, I mean, I don't know how old he was. He's, I don't know how old he is. How old is Camille? I don't know, because I know 
One thing I found interesting is that this uh, this movie came out on their 10-year wedding anniversary, so they've been together. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, so that was kind of interesting, especially when you, you get to see the pictures at the end, because it shows their wedding. Oh, yeah, their okay, wedding. He, 1978. Oh, my, oh, well, never his mind. His birthday's the same day as my sister's. Holy shit, <laughs> February 21st. <laughs> um, February 21st, 1978, so he is 42. He'll be 42 this year. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, now they get paged from the from the cafeteria back to the ICU, and Mom doesn't want Kumail to come, but Terry's like, "Okay, yeah, you come." Now they're not ready to bring Emily out of the coma yet. They're going to perform surgery to try to remove the infection. The doctor's like, "You guys can just go home yep. and get some sleep." So they go back to Emily's apartment, and Kumail does the honorable thing and sneaks into Emily's room to hide her weed. <laughs> she had like weed out on the on the uh, on the counter or something. But then he starts seeing, like, the sweater she was wearing the night he came to his show. Or, or like, the Polaroid photos of them together. Right. And I think he sees her box that he wants to look in, right? Is that here? I don't... I'm not sure if this was this was her okay. box or not. Was that, that point or not? Um, but then Terry asks Camille to stay and play some games. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> you know any parlor games? And I'm like, what? And then, but then he's like, oh, no, I've actually got a gig tonight. And they're like... Oh, okay, well, we'll come and watch. Like, actually, I'm headlining, and it's, it's actually sold out. Like, oh, yeah, well, well. Terry wants to go. Yeah, Beth Terry really not... wants to go. Beth is sitting on the couch looking up stuff on her on her computer like, oh, my God. And, you know, like you said, she's yeah. looking up all the stuff they're talking about. And it's only going to tell you the bad. Yeah, they're never going to tell you anything good about it. And she's um, like, no, you go, Terry, if you want to go so bad. Yeah. But they eventually get him to go. Mm-hmm. No, he's not headlining. No, he's not. He's and, and also, he has dodged a call from Naveed at this point, his brother yeah. Naveed. Because he's supposed to be at another family dinner getting set up again. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And um, just, they're, they're interviewing his his potential wife, and she's like, she, I've never actually been to Pakistan. And So they start... I can't remember what they say, but well, they say like, in Pakistani... Well, yeah, well, like, like, um, well, the dad pretends that his phone rings, like, oh, yes, Kumail, where are you? Blah, blah. Right. And then, and then, and then he, and then he puts the phone away. And he's like, in, in Urdu, he's like, that was a fake call. I don't know where he is. But then the girl is like, in perfect Urdu, she's like, I should let you know, I've never been to Pakistan, but I do speak Urdu. And they're like, we speak oh, it in the house. Yeah, we speak it in the house. <laughs> and they're like, oh, wow, you're, uh, you're, um, really good. So they're, they're, you know, just more awkwardness. Yes. So now we're back to the comedy club, mm-hmm. and then you get this heckler. Oh gosh, this this part. Well, well, this this was so bad because Chris, you know, the dumb roommate, was up on stage, and he's like, "Oh yeah, hey, who's from out of town?" And and Terry oh, raises right. his hand, and he's like, "Where are you from?" Like North Carolina. And he's like, "Oh great, what are you doing in Chicago?" And, and Beth just deadpan, not even cracking a smile, goes, "Our daughter's in a coma," and Chris yeah. just goes. Because he keeps panning to Camille over there going, no, not that, not Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he does have a good joke at the front. He's like, what's your name? Terry. He's like, is your name Cloth? It's Beth. He's like, well, it was close. <laughs> it was close. I was like, kind of. You got two Terry, out of- Terry Beth and not Terry Cloth. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. almost worked. Yeah, almost. Uh, but yeah, but our yeah. daughter's in a coma and Chris just kind of goes, uh. And then he looks at someone else like, where, where, where are where you are from? You? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And then now... Now it's Kumail's turn. He's on stage. And some guy in the audience yells out, Go back to ISIS! Some dumbass heckler. And And Beth just stops and she's just like, Why? Why would you even... Do we want more people in ISIS? (laughs) Like, are you an ISIS recruiter? (laughs) She just loses her shit in the most amazing way possible. 
And like, of course, he's telling about how people that look like that are automatically an ISIS. And yeah. she's <laughs> and her line right here, though. Well, well, Go well, ahead. Well, while, while Kumail is still up on stage trying to do his stand-up, and he's like, like when, whenever she's like, excuse me, he's like, you know the funny thing about toast? <laughs> toast like, is a funny word. Toast is a funny food. <laughs> he's like talking. He's still trying to do the jokes up on stage. and Because and you can tell he's been through it before. Yeah, he's, he, I'm sure know, he He's has. dealt with it. But I love her line here. She's like, oh, yeah, you know what? All guys that wear country hats and Hawaiian shirts have shriveled up dicks. Yeah, and that, oh, God, this, this whole scene just goes downhill real fast. Like, like I forget what, what what the guy says to set her off, but Beth, like. He calls her a bitch. Oh, he calls her a He's bitch. He's like, yeah. you're just a bitch. Yeah, and, and yeah, that's when she, she goes after him. lunges after him like security is dragging her out. She's like, I'm going to fucking kill you. Like, Wow, not not a good time. <laughs> and and uh, now now and, th- and I love it because when they come back into the apartment at fir- to the apartment, Beth's like, I think I'll make tea. And then she goes, Actually, I think I'll open a bottle of wine. Actually, does Emily have any whiskey? And Kumail's like, Yeah, it's on the top shelf. <laughs> <laughs> then we get Terry trying to tell a joke. Oh yeah, and and Beth has this great line. She's like, Yeah, Terry's about as funny as a fart in a funeral. <laughs> <laughs> And, and please, do, did you get Terry's joke? I do. Okay. A giraffe walks into a bar and says, highballs on me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Kamel's like waiting. Yeah. He's like, wait, wait that's it? Well, well then, but then like Terry explains the joke. And he's like, because he's a giraffe. You know, his balls are really high. Right. And Kamel's like, no, no, I enjoy my humor a lot more whenever it's explained to me in excruciating detail. <laughs> <laughs> Now, yeah, so so the night's just going on. Like, first they're eating pizza, and then they're drinking wine, and, you know, Kumail gets to use the only bit of wine lingo he knows, which he learned from Emily, which is fruit forward. <laughs> and, 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 uh, and, and Terry's like, yeah, that's great. And Beth, did you see the size of the glass that Beth had? That looked like it could have, that looked like a big gulp from, <laughs> yes. from 7-Eleven or something. She's like, uh, and, and she's like, the thing I like about wine is the buzz. And she's just <laughs> drinking like Yeah, crazy. and Terry's talking about her, how she can't handle it, and mm-hmm. she'll be out soon. And he's like, oh yeah, you're out after two drinks. The next thing you know, he's he passed is, out. He's passed out. Couch. And like she yells. She's like, oh, he's not budging. She yeah. yells and he's yeah. not moving. This And this, I love this moment this next scene because it's Kumail and Beth having a great bonding moment they're talking and he's and, and she's and he's like do you want to stress eat and she goes fuck yes and now they've got like all this takeout food and, she, and she's got her laptop open showing him those Emily's awkward, pictures from high school the goth years the goth years and like the the, <clears throat> the cemetery photo shoot which yeah. I, it's good now. I guess he was forty when this movie came out because I really I didn't think he was forty. Uh huh. So I'm like, because I was looking at those pictures, I'm like, she doesn't look much older past that anyway. So that girl still looks really young. Yeah, she but does. At yeah. least they are older, so it has been a while. Yeah. Um. And and this is when we find out about how how her parents met. You know, when Terry was in was in North Carolina. You know, on business, I think, or something. You know. You know how weird it is when you run into someone who who is obviously not from these parts, who does not talk like you know. It's like it's like finding a unicorn or something, and um, so like she was really attracted to his his New York accent, and but and her parents hated him at first. He's like, but he just stuck around, and my parents eventually got over it. My family <laughs> got over it. Now Kumail was talking about how his parents met through an arranged marriage. And got set up to go see a movie. Yeah, they got set up with a bunch of friends to go see a movie. 
because she asked, what movie did you go see? And he's like, I never thought to ask that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, now, Mom, is, and Beth is like, yeah, I feel good about this surgery. I think things are going to go well. Now, we get Kumail sitting in his car listening to old voicemail messages from Emily. And this is just a really sweet moment. Because, like, he's, you can tell he really misses her. Yep. Now, the d- next day at the hospital, doctor says the infection's been removed. She should be fine. She'll be coming out of the coma soon, yes. Mm-hmm. She'll be coming out of the coma soon. And we cut to Kumail's family's place again, and this was great. His mom was like, we were so worried about you. We saw that a train had derailed and weren't sure if you'd been killed. And he's like, Mom, nobody was killed on that train. She's like, did they think to look under, under the, the train? train? <laughs> yes. Now, great joke. Some other potential wife shows up. and oh, just the, dropping in. Just dropping in. Just With her parents. Up. Yeah, with her parents. Now, at the end of the date, she wants to hang out again, but now finally Kumail has decided to grow a pair and not lie and just be like, I don't think that's a good idea for us to hang out again. I don't think we're we're good for each other. I, I, yeah. I, I can't do this arranged marriage thing. Yeah. And she, she, she you know, I, I can understand the girl, like, getting upset, but as she's walking away, she's like, oh, and I watched The X-Files, like, three whole episodes? It's a bad show. <laughs> Yeah, because this whole X-Files, like, every time his phone rings it's in this the, movie, it's the it's X-Files, the X-Files theme. theme song. So I guess, did, I guess he really did like the X-Files, maybe. Um, so now we're back at the hospital. Terry and Beth are in the waiting room looking at their computers. And Beth's like, you know, this is the number 17th, the 17th best hospital in Chicago. I'm like, that's not good. And no, then, the, and that's when the doctor's like, so the infection has spread to her kidneys. And Beth's like, okay, screw that. We're moving Emily to Northwestern. And Terry, she and Terry start to argue, you know, start to argue. And Terry says something like, oh, yeah, everything is my fault. And Beth says, there are certain things that are definitely all your fault. And, and then he says, you don't have to say anymore. I can replay the images in my head. Yeah. And as soon as he said that, I'm like, he cheated. He cheated. I, he, I, yep. Did you time. see that in the theater? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. He, okay. he, he fucked up big time somehow. So now, and Kumail just does this random thing. He goes to the gift shop and buys Emily a giant stuffed giraffe. Like he he's he's taking it to the end of her room and the nurse is like oh that's really nice and he's like I don't even really know if she likes giraffes just, what they had just what they sometimes had. The you biggest have to thing get what they, they had, had. Yeah. yeah now the nurse is saying that you know because he's talking to her he's about talk- possibly mm-hmm. wanting to move her mm-hmm. and he mentions that she messed up her ankle recently and the nurse says she should not be moved moving her could be very dangerous the hospital would approve it because it would clear them of the liability right. but she should not be moved so Kumail invites. Terry to crash at his place. Yeah, because Terry's <laughs> sleeping in the waiting yeah, room. Yeah, he's asleep in the waiting and room. And Beth is back at Emily's. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and so Terry just walks in and looks and goes, wow, this place is terrible. <laughs> and and Terry says he'd give anything to trade places with Emily. He re- And this is where he reveals that he cheated on Beth at a teacher's convention. A math conference. A math conference. And he goes, who goes to a math conference to get laid? And Camille's just like, math teachers? <laughs> And he says he was immediately angry at himself afterwards. And he immediately called told, Beth he told and Beth. told her. And <laughs> and he basically tells Kumail that hey, if you want to prove that you love someone, you got to cheat on him. To yeah. know that you love him. Like, like, you're going to know the woman you want to spend the rest of your life with when you cheat on her and you feel terrible. It's like, that's bad advice. That's very bad advice. Yes. So the next morning, <laughs> Terry's gone. <clears throat> leaves a note saying he's gone to the hospital. Kumail's mom and dad show up at his apartment and mom is pissed about him turning down all of these potential wives. 
And he asked her, he's like, why did you bring me to America if you wanted me to live like I was back in Pakistan? He reveals that he hasn't prayed in years and he cannot marry anyone his mom finds. He loves Emily. And she is just like, you are not my son. Yeah, because she even says like she hadn't seen her own mother in 15 years mm-hmm. to give him this life. Mm-hmm. She didn't get to see her sister's child. I can't, I think it was, I don't know, baby. I just yeah, said I think baby. Yeah, her, 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 her sister's daughter i guess it was her niece yeah. okay so her niece didn't was born. wasn't able to be there for the birth and so all all these things and kumail's just like i'm sorry i don't want that i don't yeah. want to do this and then yeah she says not her son and then the father goes up and like you're wrong yeah you're wrong about this mm-hmm. now and now <laughs> now they go out and chris was chris because earlier chris had been like hey man i'm going to get a hot dog he's like at <coughs> eight in the morning it's like yeah it's always a good time for a hot dog but so but then when they when they leave he's still standing there and, and you hear the dad he's like what is wrong with you man because he was sitting there listening the whole time and he just walks back in he's like hey man my mom kicked me out at 16 for dealing weed so <laughs> i kind of know how it feels <laughs> yeah not the same no not the same at all <laughs> Um, but we get back to the hospital and Terry is signing papers to get Emily moved and Kumail wants them to stop, but they think they're doing the right thing. And he's telling them, look, I talked to the nurse. They're saying this is dangerous. She mm-hmm. could die. She could die. Do you were. want that on your conscience, basically? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this next scene, I love this next scene so much because Kumail shows up at this drive through and this is one of the best scenes of the movie because he's like, I want a burger with four slices of cheese. And the guy through the intercom's like, four burgers? He's like, no, one burger with four slices of cheese. He's like, I don't have a button for that. Yeah, the guy's like, we can't do that. And Kumail just loses. He's like, what's this wee shit? This is just you and me, man. We're just two human beings. Just put four fucking slices of cheese on a fucking burger and like and the because the, the, like he gets out of his car and goes up to the window yes, to say this yes and he looks at him and he's like you you look me in the eyes when you fuck me and the guy's just like today's my first day yeah because he like he turns over the trash he, can and dumps it all out <laughs> everywhere yeah now this this actor the guy who was the the guy the, the guy okay. in the drive-thru i've seen him in other stuff he was in stranger things i've seen him in other stuff i didn't, like, I didn't recognize him like little bit little Small piece. Camille of- finally comes in. He's like, "Fine, I'll just get four burgers." And he's like, "You want fries with that?" Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll take fries. four fries. <laughs> now he's sitting in his car eating, and then gets a message from like, "Hey, man, you're up in twenty minutes. Where are you?" Which says to- you're up in twenty minutes, but did you notice it's, the text says like one day before? Oh no, I didn't notice that. <laughs> this one's a small <laughs> fun so little like, faux pas. There. You're late. <laughs> yeah, um, and tonight is the Montreal Finals. And Kumail is really starting to lose it. As he is getting ready to get on, go on stage, he gets a call from Terry. And you, you hear Terry say they're not moving Emily, but then the sound cuts out so you can't hear anything else. And he starts to do his same bit about cheese. and But then he just, like, loses. And, and I, again, I want to know if this really happened. Because he's, he's up on stage in front of all these people. He's like, it's just really hard to do stand-up when your girlfriend's in a coma. And someone laughs, and he's like... I don't see what was particularly funny about that. That's not really funny. And that that was a real laugh. Because they were at a comedy club and they didn't know that he was even coming up. And oh, so, that, so when they So someone just was like, oof. And they oh. laughed thinking their comedian was up there. And oh, shit. I didn't I, read that. That is crazy. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. <laughs> well, he gets, he gets he's got some serious acting shots. But yeah, finish that because you didn't tell where it went. Did you say it? Yeah, he's, he ta- then he like he goes on about how the infection has reached, reached her, her heart. heart right. And she's probably going to die. 
But he's still later back in her room asking her to pull through. The next morning, he's sleeping in his car when he gets a text message from Terry saying, come up right away. So we get this really kind of slow, plotting camera shot of him walking down the hallway. And you're like, no idea what's what's happening. But then when he looks in the mirror, when he gets to the room, he looks in the window and sees that Emily is awake. And oh my gosh, he's just so happy. And and he comes in. The doctor wants to bring the parents out to speak to them in private. Well, did you did you, they they gave her something to drink, some kind of flu, some kind of fluid. Right. I forget what it was, but they're like, yeah, your esophagus is not strong enough for food anymore. We need to, we need you. But it was you. something thick. It and... was something thick, and she says like she has no she has no social skills or something because she's on this anesthetic, and she takes this drink and she's like, that shit tastes like semen. <laughs> and, her da- and, and, and Terry's like, yeah, that's something every father wants to hear his daughter say. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's when the, when, the, when the doctor's like, she won't have any social inhibitions until the anesthesia wears off. She sees Kumail and just like, why are you here? Yeah. And this is obviously not the tearful reunion he was hoping for. No. Now we find out that Emily has some kind of rare disease called Stills Still. disease where Still. the body like thinks that healthy tissue is a threat and starts to attack it so when when she supposedly twisted her ankle earlier in the movie that was this stills disease attacking her ankle when kamel mentioned the ankle that's what made them look and so he basically saved her life yeah he saved her (laughs) life and when they when they gave her the antibiotics or whatever she was ready to go in in hours she pulled through so quickly now emily's just like you're an asshole and i don't like you Yep. And looking at you makes me sad. You're not funny to me. It makes me sad to look at you. So Kumail, I want you to leave. I want my mom. Yeah. So he walks out and he's like, yeah, yeah, I think Emily wants you. And Beth goes running back inside. But as he's leaving, Beth comes back out. Yep. And he's like, he, he just wanted, he actually wanted to say goodbye to Beth. And, she, and he's like, this is probably the last time we'll ever see each other. And she goes, it may be, but I hope it's not. I love I love this character. I love Beth so much. Yeah. She went from she, being this I hate you, why are you around my daughter to She came around like her parents did on Terry. Yeah. Yeah, and she's seen that, you know, Kumail is not perfect, but he still loves he still loves this girl. It's awesome. Now, we're backstage at the comedy club again. Uh-huh. And his two comic friends are going to move to New York to do stand up. Not Chris no, not Chris. <laughs> and I love this because Kumail's like, what about Chris? You know, Chris is on stage, like, doing some shit comic about, com- comedy routine about birds or something. And and he's like, what about Chris? And his friend looks at him and goes, he'll be fine. There, There isn't enough room in the car, probably. <laughs> They're basically like, we don't want him coming He's not us. coming. We yeah. We're not inviting him. Now, Emily is having her welcome home party from the from the hospital party. And when you saw her with all the flowers in her in her hair, what did you think? Oh, wait, are you going Midsommar here? I did. I was like, I saw her. He's like, ah, she's like the maid queen. <laughs> <laughs> no, that did not cross my mind. I hate that it didn't, though. That is great. <laughs> and that's, just what, that's just what came to my demented little mind. I'll never... Like, okay, I was driving Uber on Halloween night. Or it was like the weekend before Halloween or something. And I pick up this one couple, and they're all decked out. And I'm like... Well, it's not Halloween yet. And they're like, oh, yeah, we were at a Day of the Dead party. You know? And and the, the, the woman had, like, all these, like, you know, 
pointy things in her hair and all these flowers. And I'm like, you're not the May Queen, are you? And she's like, no, what's that? But when I mentioned Midsommar, the, the guy was like, oh, yeah, I want to see that. So we got to talk about horror movies for 30 minutes while I drove him home. Nice. Um, yeah, it was fun. But uh, now, now Emily's walking with a cane. Because I, I... She's still recovering. Still That's recovering. Now, we, we don't really know exactly how long she was in this coma. Bro, no, you don't. Because, like, I mean, would you really lose all your motor skills like that if you'd been asleep for a week, maybe? I don't know. I've heard it said, like, for every day you spend in a hospital bed, it takes a week to recover from it. Mm. So, may, who knows? Maybe. Because, so. like, yeah, yeah the, her dad's making a big deal that, that, you know, oh, yeah, she peeled an orange by herself. But then he's like, no, it was it was just a clementine. It was one of the little, like, a baby <laughs> monkey could do it or something. And she's like, thanks, Dad. You're, you're so supportive. <laughs> now, Camille wants to talk for a second. And he has a bunch of stuff in a bag. He calls it his bag of devotion. And he pulls out this big poster board that has all of the visitor, visitor passes, passes from, that, he, that he had to get whenever he went to visit her. And he has the tickets from where the parent, her parents came to watch him perform. And he has a jar full of ashes. And she's like, what did you do? <laughs> like, who did you, who did you burn? And he says, these are all of the, all of the girls from the box. And he goes, they're, they're pictures, pictures, not actually them. <laughs> like, and this is, he's like, this is, this is, I thought this was going to turn out a lot better than it did, but it's not. <laughs> and he, and he, he asks, he straight up says, will you take me back? And she says, I can't be the reason you lose your family. And that's what I like even more. It's not, I'm still mad at you, right. but she's like, I could not live with knowing I'm the reason you can't be with your family anymore. It's not even that she doesn't love him. So, we get another montage. He's cleaning. I love this because he's cleaning up his apartment. He's, uh-huh. he's getting his one man show. Yeah. But you get a Shaun of the Dead poster on his wall. I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah. This Shaun guy of the Dead. loves horror. Yeah. Um, and he is, you know, he he crashes a family dinner that he's not invited to anymore. There's no plate for him, but he decides to sit down. Any, anyways, he's like, I'm not going to let you kick me out of the family. Nope. We're putting it up to a parliamentary vote or something like that. Or a, it has to be unanimous. Yeah, it has and to be he unanimous. votes against and he it. Votes, yeah, he's like, okay, <laughs> motion to kick Kumail out of the family is denied. But then he tells him he is moving to New York to pursue stand-up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, he apologizes about lying about the girls and the LSAT test, but he's not leaving the family. He's like, I'm leaving to go to New York, but I am not leaving this family. Now Emily is watching a YouTube video of Kumail's meltdown when he was when he finds out about her potentially dying, and Beth comes in and says it's time for her and Terry to go home. Because like we said, we don't know how long she's been in this. They've yeah. been there the whole time. Yeah, it's been a while. Because um, we've seen her go from like still in the hospital bed to her doing like physical therapy, walking with crutches, to eventually walking, being able to walk with a cane. Um, now, back at this one-man show, I love this part because he's talking about how when he was a kid, they would go to mosque for, I don't know what you would call them. Yeah, I'm the, not sure. The Muslim, uh, like, Sunday service, basically, for us. And he said he couldn't cry when he was little. He's like, he's like it, they would be telling stories of these men and women who died in these horrific ways and were martyred. And he says, like, Tarantino-esque levels of violence. <laughs> and he's like, and I still couldn't cry. He said, the last time I cried was at the first 15 minutes of Up. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that is definitely a tearjerker. Um, but Emily shows up after the show is over, and he, I mean, he, he's always trying to crack jokes. He yeah. looks at her, and he's like, you look great. How's your blood oxygen level? <laughs> um, 
Now we get a, a short little scene with Beth and Terry. I like this because at first it shows them like going to sleep in separate, separate beds, beds yeah. but then T- Beth decides to you know go and share the. I guess it was the couch bed. <laughs> he says something like, "I should have brushed, my, brushed my teeth." Yeah. And she's like, "No, I like it." I'm like, mm, "No, no, I'm not going that far." Oh my gosh. Now we're back to Kumail and Emily, and Kumail tells her that he's going to New York. He said he's now, and now he is leaving New York, getting, you know, putting all his stuff in the car when his parents arrive. Mom is not even getting out of the car, won't even look at him. But his dad comes up and is, is, is like, you know, telling him, like, we, you know, you're, <laughs> we still love you, but you're not, your, your mom no. doesn't think you're part of the Something. family anymore. But she and, did make his favorite meal. Yeah, something called bir- biryani, which I, he said, he said, and he's like, she made it just for you, just like you like it with the extra potatoes. And he's like, he's like I, he, <laughs> dad says, I am forbidden from hugging you, you yep. <laughs> but says it was nice to have him for a son. And and I love it whenever he hands him the, the, the little Tupperware container of the stuff. He just, Kumail just looks at the girl and goes, thanks, mom. Just like <laughs> yells it really loud. Um, now Kumail asks him what the movie was he and mom saw on their first date. I didn't Did you, catch that. I didn't catch it either because it was some something. I guess it was in Urdu. I didn't. Right. But but it, it said it, he said it had a musical number. Or it had his mom's favorite song in it or something like that. So even through their arranged marriage, they still had that. I guess good relationship come out of it. I mean, because even earlier in the film, Navid said like when he was married, first married to. Yeah, I don't remember. I, I didn't catch her uh, name. Fatima. Okay. okay, I remember that because of another episode of Big Mouth. You oh. should remember that episode. <laughs> Fatima. Um, he's like, when it was like the first month and a half, the first few months we were married, we didn't even talk really. We just, but it, it eventually grew into something like, well, like maybe, maybe there's something to be said for, uh, for uh, arranged marriages. I don't know. But now, next thing he's doing stand up in New York, he's telling a story about his first day, the first time he came to America. He came to visit his uncle. And next day was Thanksgiving. And he saw the the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade and thought, this is every, every day, day in America. America. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's like, and he's like, no day, no day since then has lived up to that. And then, of course, you hear a woohoo yeah. from the audience. And... And it's Emily. Yes. And he's and you can tell he's just so happy to see her. He's but then he goes into the same, you know, that's very rude to heckle a comedian. And she says the same things like, Oh, even if I yell out like, Oh my god, you're so good in bed, would that still be heckling? He's like, Yes. And he's like, Where oh, I think he asked if anyone was from out of town, and that's when she went woohoo. You know? Yeah, that's and, true. Yeah, and, uh, you're right. And she's like, So where are you from? He's like, I'm from Chicago. I'm like, are you here for what 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 brings you to New York? He's like, Oh, I'm here to see someone. Like, and have you seen him? And she just smiles and says, yeah, yeah. I've seen him. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I know what you're really like now. I know who you really are. And I absolutely love the opening, I mean, the, 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 the first bit of the end credit sequence because you've got photos of the real Emily and Kumail, like when they first met. And they're like, they, they did a Western wedding because there were wedding photos from them there. And then they must have gone back and done like a Pakistani style right, wedding yeah. because their picture, you know, his parents are there. So the, yeah, there must have been some kind of reconciliation there between those two but like this is my kind of a romantic comedy yeah this is good this is good stuff it's not overly mushy it's not overly saccharine it's not completely unrealistic like like walk in the clouds was you 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 feel like in this situation these two characters could really end up together 
It's none of this, I met you one day and fell in love with you by lunch the next right. day. You know? So, yeah. I, I, I gotta find more romantic comedies like this, because this was really good. And, um... So what are we talking about next week? We are continuing our Judd Apatow spree, right? We are. He is a producer once again. Okay. We are closing out February. So, at the end of February, all these couples who have spent all this money, well, it's breakup time, so we're going to watch a breakup movie. <laughs> okay. Well, <that's, laughs> well, well we've There's also some romance in it, but... <laughs> well, it still probably can't top uh, Midsommar for being the ultimate breakup movie. No, right? no, 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 no. So if you enjoyed this episode, do us a favor and follow us on all of the socials. What are we on now, Josh? We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We have an actual Facebook group now. Right, right. Don't forget to give us a rating, give us a subscribe, tell your friends, leave a review. Mm-hmm. Even if you want to leave a bad review and tell us what you think we're doing wrong, we'll we'll read it. Yes, we, we will. Huh? It's not like there's a lot of comments to read through. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. There's there's really not. So go ahead and do that. And Adam, do you want to tell them about your page? Yes, I, I mean, I have a YouTube channel. I started it a long time ago. I've never really done anything with it, but I'm trying to do more solo movie reviews you know just quick little spoiler free for the most part and if if it'll be more it'll be newer reviews yes mostly newer films and um but yes i'll be talking about video games as well movies all the stuff that i love then uh, you can find that uh, my youtube channel name is adamant vo all one word adamant vo so if you just look that up you should be able to find me pretty well But until next time, I'm Adam. And I'm Josh. And always remember, whether you're in your car or in your theater, always check your blind spots. You guys take care. We'll see you next time.